0: He leaves the church. You Catholic Church you first. You heard it first. <laughs> the, the Church, church of England, England is a cold. cold. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to do the whole... Welcome to Sistery. My name is Chelsea. And I'm
1: Sean.
0: Today, we're going to actually talk about... The two, the six wives of Henry. Henry Tudor. Yes, but we're today we're only talking about the first two. Um, We're gonna talk about Catherine of Aragon and Anne Boleyn. Annie. Annie. Is that how she talks? Annie. She (laughs) with a with a fucking southern accent. Yeah. yeah, Real deep. (laughs) Yikes. All right. If we don't start, we'll start. We'll digress. So let's. Yeah, we have to start. Let's start so we don't digress. Horribly. We already
1: have a mini episode. <laughs> Shit.
0: The I last know, time we, we not- hung out was Young Frankenstein. That was a show. Yeah. And we didn't get to hang out. You guys had to meet, but that's a whole other story for another day. Oh. Oh, he, he's <laughs> oh, okay. out. It's, it's fine. fine.
1: Oh. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> He
0: will never listen to the podcast, so that's also why he's out.
1: That's fine with me, I'm cool with that.
0: I know you are. I think Justin really <laughs> liked him
1: though. <laughs> Justin likes everybody.
0: I know. He's
1: just like friendly.
0: They're, that's true. <laughs> you know? Bless him. Okay. Anyway, so let's start with Catherine of Aragon. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. She was the first wife of Henry, but we'll get there. So she was born December sixteenth, fourteen eighty five. And, wow, I wrote these when I first woke up, so this will be fun. <laughs> I know, I'm not
1: sure. Uh, I, think, I think after the first wife, my first wife, it, um,
0: I was like it on a it. little bit more I woke up at 6 a.m. and couldn't sleep, and I was like, I'm going to Starbucks. I went to Starbucks and came home and made, like, a nice little workplace for myself. But now that I'm looking at this, I can tell I was very Clearly tired very sleepy. Still, yes.
1: Yeah, so. some of these were written at like three a.m. last night. So oh. we'll see what it the, means. Opposite. <laughs> exactly. the opposite. You and I did the opposite writing shit. process. Either way, we're still sleep Either deprived.
0: Way. We got this. So, <laughs> anyways, born December sixteenth, fourteen eighty five in Aliela de Heneres, um, in Spain. She's the youngest daughter of King Ferdinand II of Aragon and Queen Isabella of Castille. Castille? Um, growing up, she received thorough education in Latin, French, and philosophy, along with wifey shit like embroidery. She was very good at embroidery. That was, like, a Mm -hmm. thing, um, that comes back later. Okay. That's, like, her shit for some reason. Um, but also super intelligent because Latin, French, and philosophy, which I think is very random. Mm Mm-hmm. That was, like, the main thing they focused with her, but mm-hmm. whatever. In 1501, at age 16, she was sent off to England to marry Prince Arthur, who was the heir to England at the time. So that was Henry's oldest brother, or only older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were engaged pretty much at, like, birth, like, all childhood. They and, already knew. Yeah. And then he, because he was 50, he was a year younger than her. However, so yeah, these 15 and 16 year olds met for the first time and got (laughs) married. Because they were, which is like, it's insane that they were engaged their entire 15 years of life. Yep. Just to be married at age. Yeah. 15 and say Like,
2: oh my
1: God. I can't imagine. I'm trying it. to
0: think. What fucking grade were we in? And
1: in fifth? We were when we were 15. We were in like 10th grade.
0: So, what, sophomore, sophomores? Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Because I was 14 in. I guess I turned 15 at the
2: end you of felt, freshman year. Like,
0: my fucking sophomore year of high school was my emo phase. So I can't even imagine. I think I had dated one guy at that point. Mm hmm. And it was for like two months.
1: Right. But imagine.
0: And I can't imagine getting married then. Oh, no. Like, I had no emotional stability.
1: (laughs) MCR was my religion. (laughs) Clearly.
0: (laughs) Clearly. I I was listening to like, yeah, emo music and death metal. And I was in Catholic school painting my nails black and wearing (laughs) my makeup. Oh, my
1: God. I'm so into you. Like, that is the best. That is the best
0: 15 year old emo phase. And it was so hard. Catholic was hard to be emo in, by the way. Um <laughs> But I didn't.
1: That's I'm what like saying, punk rock Like I is, was like, right?
0: talking to people. I like,
1: it's No, but also imagine someone you've known for your entire life.
0: But probably never met. Like I'm not sure they ever met.
1: Right, but like what if there was somebody that you knew for your whole life that maybe you didn't see them all the time, yeah. but you like if it was like, oh, this is your cousin or whatever, and you see him in pictures.
0: Right. And now you're and just just you like just are be... married to him. Yeah, you're going to uplift my entire life, move me to another country, and then marry me after my cousin. That's pretty much what happened during the middle of my emo phase.
1: That's insane. I think it's crazy. I had a short haircut in my 15 oh, yeah? I had lots. I mean, I like cut it short in the back-ish because I had cut it all off at a- in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Like a little boy haircut, it had bangs. Uh oh, sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then for then it grew out, but I would just like sort of cut the back so that it was all short. And oh, you did that like back, like where it was long in the
0: front but short in the back.
1: Basically, and I was doing it myself. Like a so little it was scene like, kid. yeah, dude. And it was like I had these like swoopy bangs. They weren't had, like swoopy bangs. They that, weren't. So when
0: I put my hats on, it covered my one eye. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> when you put your hat on. <laughs>
1: So the haters can't see you. I understand. Yeah. Um, I had these. They were all sort of curly and like they sort of swooped and they curled around my face. But I just, oh, like, this, didn't want cute. it on my neck. Um, and I had that for a long time. And sometimes I would straighten it. It would look really cute. Like little like. Oh, yeah. Know, dead, the Avril straight. Yeah, you know.
0: Oh, yeah, I do know. <laughs> I very much know. <laughs> But also, my hair does that, and you had pretty hair, so...
1: Oh, my hair did not want to straighten, because it just gets frizzy, and then, you know.
0: Um, I would straighten the shit out of my hair. (laughs)
1: That was a lot. (laughs) Uh,
0: High school was hard. Anyways. High school
1: And then imagine being married! you married... Okay, so just... I want all of our listeners to imagine 15 years old, and now you're married. Like, you shouldn't.
0: Like it was yeah. Anyways.
1: Something
0: too I like to believe that Catherine was going through an emo phase too. Because she was super Catholic as well. So uh. I feel like Catherine and I probably went through a similar emo phase. I hope so.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: We'd so yeah. Anyways. Great. They're married, fifteen, sixteen. They go off because he's still a prince. like he's not a king yet, he's still a prince. Um and so they kind of, like, get sent off to their own little home to, you know, start making babies and stuff. Yep. Which is great, except that he gets sick six months later and then dies in 1502. Yep. Of sweating sickness that they still don't even know what is. Yeah. So, like, apparently...
1: So I had to look this up. Anne also had a spell sweating sickness. got of something, too. Sweating sickness. Yep.
0: So there was like five this there was like five devastating epidemics of the sweating sickness between fourteen eighty This is just the
1: type of fever like it I think sounds,
0: <laughs> they think it might have been like an influenza. Okay. Kind of thing. Okay. So between fourteen eighty five and fifteen thirty one, which is kind of a significant chunk oh, of yeah. time. Um, and then it just vanished. And no one's ever gotten <laughs> it again. Like, isn't that crazy? Can
1: someone pay attention to this? I want there to be, like, a weird medical... So,
0: they've... So, I found this out when I was looking this up. I found an article where they recently have exhumed his body. Arthur's. They have yeah. they figured out where it's buried. They're exhuming it to see if they can fi- figure out what it was. Oh, that's sick. So, we'll just have to keep track of that. Because yeah. that happened, like, in the past few months. Um, oh, that's cool. But... But yeah, so it killed him, and then Anne also got something similar to it, but I don't think to the degree. But he was also, like, they sent them away into the middle of nowhere, where there's no fucking doctors. So of course he died. Yeah, dude. Like, they had no way. I think she also got it, just not to this severe degree. Mm. I read a couple things that said that she was also sick, but got better. Mm -hmm. Um, He apparently was always sickly. Okay, so he just wasn't... Yeah, apparently he just wasn't... The immune system
1: wasn't as strong.
0: Yeah. Um, so, so, he dies. And then... So, they decided to keep Catherine in England because, for whatever reason, their marriage... If you watch any historically accurate film, when people get married, even in, like, Game of Thrones and stuff, there's people that witness the consummation of the marriage... You know what I'm talking about? That was a thing. (laughs) Okay. So it was... It was... They would have someone, like, one or two people, like, kind of there behind a screen or something that had to, like, witness that they actually consummated the marriage. Mm. For whatever reason, Catherine and Arthur didn't.
1: Yeah. So... Well, because I don't think some of these people did either. I don't think think so. maybe Maybe Henry... Maybe his family just wasn't doing that. Because right. Because there's a couple of instances where that would be a really important factor if there was somebody else right. there.
0: But I know, like, in France, they definitely did it. Uh-huh. And, and there was, like, yeah. But but because they didn't, and they might have been the first ones to stop. Maybe. This whole thing. But this comes back later to bite everybody in the ass so they didn't have somebody there to
1: right witness exactly. the consummation exactly
0: so because of that they decided to keep catherine in england because they
1: already had her dowry and they didn't want to just send her back and um, she's also a foreign queen so there's a foreign policy aspect there. right
0: so they kept her there and then talked to the church a bunch and the church was like well if the marriage was never consummated then he then just marry her off to the other brother so that's what they did
1: uh, romance super
0: well yeah so romantic I here's this kid that's a year younger than you that we married you to now here's his brother who's 11 that's who you're gonna marry
1: oh my god
0: so the, not only did Catherine get married to a guy just to have him die six months later she was then engaged to his 11 year old brother at the age of 16 like she was 16 and he's 11 so let's
1: think that. let's remember
0: what what fucking grade were you when you were 11? Um like I'm celebrating my sweet 16 and my sister and I are 6 years apart and I ate your sister and you are 6 apart. Uh-huh. So 11 they were when like 5th grade when we were in middle school or when we were in high school? Mhm. Yeah. So imagine your 5th grade self Getting married to a high
1: schooler. <laughs> Whoa, you'd be the coolest kid. Coolest if you were a guy, yeah.
0: yeah. I'm that, yeah. If you are a also, guy. Also
1: put it in perspective. But also, you have no fucking control.
0: <laughs> and your brother anything. just died. True. <laughs> your brother
1: just sweat himself to death. So Literally.
0: <laughs> and you're getting married to his wife. And you have no control over anything because you kind of just hit puberty. So sometimes oh. you just get a boner by, like, looking at a wall. And you're just like, oh, no, no, man. And then your parents are like, here, Mary is a really hot 16-year-old. She's, She's a Spanish f- princess. Yeah, <laughs> She's
1: foreign.
0: <laughs>
1: It'll be good for the country.
0: Ugh. Like, it's just so funny. It is weird. It it's is really weird. weird. I talk about this. A- I talk about the age stuff a lot. Yeah. Because but I also
1: think that I also think Henry wasn't ready. Uh, clearly he's 11. Yeah. But he wasn't sort of bred to be king. No. Right. Like because they're they're making sure that Arthur can be king. And that's what you know, he's named Arthur for God's mm-hmm. sake. Like they're making sure he's king. And then Henry gets sort of handed it really quick. Right. Um, so, I think this is, like, clear... Like, it's a really clear indication of the turmoil that someone would go... It's right. just... It's not organized. It's very confusing. It's...
0: Exactly. Plus, yeah, he's not... It's
1: crazy. They're so young. I know. They're running a fucking country. Not yet. Like, but almost.
0: Almost, but not yet. So, so they did delay the mayor. Like, the church was like, you gotta delay this shit a little bit, though. <laughs> um, just so, so, the church would kind of encourage them to delay it a little bit till he was older. But also... They decided to fight over her dowry. So Spain and England were like, well, we're marrying her again. Right. We want another one. Oh. Uh, so that was a thing um, for a while. So, yeah, between the church and between England being like, give us more money. Oh. They, they did delay it until... Henry took the throne in 1509, and then they were like, all right.
1: So how old was he when he took the throne?
0: He was 18 when he took the throne. Oh, okay. And she was 24. That
1: seems to be... Um, yes. Who was the regent then? Who was running things? Does he have, a like, a weird uncle that was... Was his father dead?
0: Was the queen of father dead? Probably,
1: if the son was given.
0: I don't think... If he was abdicated. Hold on. I don't know. I thought, because Arthur wasn't king when he got married. No, his father was alive. So
1: the father was just king, and then yeah, Arthur Catherine was still- married Arthur. He's still a prince.
0: Right. But because they were closer in age, it wasn't a big deal. The so only they don't reason- get
1: married till eight. Wait. They get married when he's 18? Or yep. do they. So they get married when he's 18. Does he take the throne at 18? Mm-hmm. That when his father dies? Mm hmm.
0: And I think it was just a fluke so that's when his father died. Okay. Where when Arthur, they were like 16 and 15 when Arthur and her were married, but that was just because they were prepping him to be king anyway. So they right. were like, might as well start prepping a queen too. Yeah. Um. Then they decided to wait because he was a baby. Henry was baby,
1: baby. Literally a baby. Literally a baby. A tiny um, fifth grader.
0: And they still needed to prep him to be king. So, like, his father and stuff was alive to teach him how to be a king. He was just, you know, probably more behind than Arthur was. Yeah. Um, But it was fine because Catherine was super fucking (laughs) educated. She was so educated that it also helped. Um, Henry also, like, he, like, really was super in love with her and the idea of her. Um. He, like, spoke he spoke openly a lot about how beautiful she was and how much joy she brought him. Um, he would talk about how she looks all the time. He would always talk about how full and pretty she was and her red, golden hair and how long it was.
1: Like That's nice.
0: Like, he did genuinely like her or the idea. And any fucking, you know, <laughs> teenage boy would love the idea of a 24-year-old wife that was full and... <laughs> smart and pretty yep so yeah it wasn't like pretty much everything just talks about how she looked and yeah she was wonderful and brought him joy because as she looked i bet she brought him so much joy yeah (laughs) 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 but but because they like they were very happy for multiple years um and then he went off to war with the scots um Mm. and she became regent during that time wow which is cool. Is really she did cool. do cool. Okay, she was no, like the, cool. She wasn't as boring as the other two I got. Anyway, <laughs> so so she became reason, regent and oversaw. I wrote oversaw like four times in a row.
1: Um. <laughs> I'm sleepy.
0: Yeah, I'm sleepy. and oversaw and oversaw and oversaw. <laughs> the um she oversaw a bat one of the battles with the Scots. While he was fighting in France. So she was regent. He was fighting in France. She was in England, but she was still overseeing another war happening in Scotland. <laughs> While he was just kind of like fighting it out in France. Oh my God. So she ran the country and fought a fucking war during that time. It's fine. It's fine. Um, he, comes, he comes back. She's no longer regent. She's just back to being queen. And now they have to do their, you know, marriage duties, which is have children, which sucks for Mm. her. Mm. So in her lifetime, she had five kids. Wow. Her first daughter was stillborn. She had a second, her second child was a son, and he died 56 days after birth. Wow. Of just not being small enough not good enough. <laughs> I don't know. Holy shit. Probably too small. They don't really
1: know. Like Right, yeah. Um clearly complications of some point.
0: She got pregnant while she was regent, either that time. I think it was the second time that she became regent. Um she and she had another stillborn son, um which sucked. And then that one, so the difference between that one and all the other times, the first two that died and were stillborn, like, the church, and everyone was real shitty to her about.
1: Yeah, of course. Because
0: And, like, she took it super personally because it was considered, like, something wrong with the mom if it was stillborn. And they, like, kind of blamed her. And then when she had her stillborn son, Henry, like, came to her defensive at it and was like, well, she was running this whole fucking country. Obviously, it's not her fault. It was the stress of all the things I made her do. Right, which was kind of cool. Yeah, that nice. he even defended her at all.
1: Right, because um, it seems to be um like putting the pressure on women. Like it, I, you'll see it throughout throughout where it's like Henry's not taking any responsibility for the fact that these women can't get pre- these yeah. women aren't getting pregnant, and like it's like the common denominator, friend, is right. you, sir, and um.
0: And I think this really was the only time I've ever read him actually come to the defense mm-hmm. for somebody, mm-hmm. um, oh, at young. least with the children. And I think it's because he's still young, and he still was kind of Obviously, like, they're spitting out kids, kind of, constantly. Yeah, so, you know, so, obviously, yeah. there's still something there. So, he did come to her defense on that. Um, her fourth son is also... So this one was confusing for me, research-wise, because there's lots of stuff on the fourth son that they... Okay. The fourth baby. Um, so there's things that say it was just stillborn also. There's articles that say she aborted it because she was mad at Henry. That her and Henry had some falling out, and supposedly she aborted the baby. Um mm and that's weird like the articles are coming from church from the church oh that had said this and so i'm not too sure that that's what happened or
1: if they're trying to sort of they're just trying to
0: slander her and she maybe just delivered premature like stillborn Mm. as in like the first few months like she may just it just not taken
1: miscarried or something yeah
0: like miscarried really early on Mm -hmm. that made them think she aborted the birth on purpose oh so so that was like a thing that just like really traumatized everything Mm. but for whatever reason her fifth child was mary the first and it was healthy and perfect and wonderful and we love her and we love her so so yeah but she did have three sons but none of them survived
1: Wow, that's sad.
0: Yeah. Which sucks because I would have just we could have had a whole we wouldn't even have this podcast.
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> had she just had one of those three. But um so so she had Mary and that was great because right after Mary is when she started menopause.
1: <laughs> Brilliant.
0: Brilliant. Um, which is ironically when he started screwing Ann. <laughs> Sam. Um so, in 1527, so, they've been married, what, a while, a hot, hot second, they got married in 1509, and, so, like, almost 20 years, mm-hmm. is when he's like, cool, I'm done with you, Yeah, you're all dried up, and I don't have a boy, yeah, <laughs> that's what he said, with those words. you're all dried up you're all dried up um it's all about me so he when he's trying to figure out how to divorce her legally or so that people leave him alone he goes straight to her marriage with her brother yeah he's like well it's not even real because she was actually fucking my brother yep and i don't have any heirs anyway so like screw this hoe And she was like, oh, well, that wasn't consummated. And obviously ours was, because look at this child. You were there. You were there. Also, look at Mary, your living, breathing child. Just because she's not an heir doesn't mean she's not a child.
1: (laughs) And, yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. So she, like, to her deathbed, so she never consummated her marriage with Arthur. And also... You, we have a child together, so obviously we have fucked.
1: Right, and we have a marriage. And
0: we have a marriage, and it's a legit marriage, because we fucked. Right. <laughs> Which apparently is all that matters to God. England and God <laughs> and is that if you fuck, then that's a real marriage, and if you don't fuck, then I guess you can get divorced. Oy. Um. You just sign off. <laughs> I don't know. So, so she was like fighting that, um, her her nephew was Charles V who was like the emperor of Rome and he was also pretty much holding Pope Clementine or Clement 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 the 8th hostage at the time so Rome history is also super fun yeah and this happened a lot when people would take over Rome they would just like also take over the Vatican and they're like no 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 you need to just do whatever i say so pretty much yeah i think pope clement was he was fighting charles on a bunch of shit at the time and so charles just straight up arrested him and put him in jail in rome but like was letting him do pope shit still he's like you can just write you, you'll you just write your letters you'll give them to me and then i'll give them to somebody to present at the church stuff
1: oh my god
0: yeah um just keep the Pope on a leash. That's literally what was happening. Um, forever. Always. Welcome to the Catholic Church. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that we know be. A whole, like, eight episodes on the Catholic oh, Church. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but... So, so, she was writing to Charles, and she's like, Charles, Henry's trying to get divorced, and these letters are coming to you and to the Pope, and, like, fuck this guy. And Charles is like, yeah, fuck this guy. And so... When he'd give letters to the pope from Henry trying to get divorced, he's like, "You're gonna write him back and tell him to suck a dick. Like, he's not gonna divorce my awesome cousin, aunt. Uh, yeah, my awesome, awesome aunt. Aunt. <laughs> nephew. He's so, the aunt, nephew. So aunt, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my awesome aunt.
0: Yes, yeah, like she's the she's the best. So, so that's another thing that really like was keeping it was that the pope. Was sending letters back to Henry, going, "No, there's no reason you're getting divorced." Like, right? Don't be a hoe. Right. And Henry is getting pissed off, and little does he know that Charles is literally <laughs> holding the Pope
1: hostage. <laughs> like Charles is like completely in, you know,
0: influencing
1: right. the Pope in this way because
0: just refute. Yeah, <laughs> you're exactly. not gonna
1: divorce my cool aunt.
0: Like, <laughs> so good. So. But because of this, Henry's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I don't even need. I don't even need the church. I'll make my own church. Oh wow! As all cults are started. Uh, <laughs> so he leaves the church. You the Catholic heard it Church here first. You heard it first. <laughs> the,
1: the, the Church, church of, of England, England is a cult. cult.
0: <laughs> Not only is it it's a sex cult. Yeah. Because. Henry only did it so he could literally bang Anne. <laughs> so anywho. And it's a sex cult. It's a sex cult. So fuck the church. Make it my own. Gonna marry Anne. Literally, because I just wanna fuck her and she won't fuck me until I marry her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so that's enough about Anne for now, because I'm not doing her. <laughs> yeah. Unlike Henry, <laughs> I mean he's not right now either. He's not right now either. Not yet. Um, so so I guess they get married, but I didn't look at any of those dates because it's not my time. Mm-hmm. Um, however, <laughs> Catherine. So Catherine's cool because she's just kind of a stubborn bitch, um, and she does things. So Anne would like write her letters, and she's like, "Hey, I'm the queen now. Give me." Like give me the crown jewels and stuff. Like you're not the queen. And Catherine's like, yeah, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a hard.
1: That's a hard. That's pass. a hard
0: pass for me. Like these are my jewels. Also, I'm still the queen. Like she straight up was like, no, I'm the queen. You're not.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, and there's like large portions of England that believe that too. Oh yeah. So like, it's totally a thing. But can like, you imagine? Just- okay, like put yourself back in your position, Right. <laughs> you're. You're out of high school now. Yeah. And you you're are. In college, cause you're, you're in like college because you're like 24 or 25. Mm-hmm. Or, no, she probably was older then.
0: She was, she was older, thirty four. Um, 34.
1: But if it, it's time now, you know, you're out of college, you're doing your thing yeah. or whatever. And you're, <laughs> you're doing the work of someone and then you just get fired. Right. For no cause. For the young secretary. For the young secretary who, and that but you still show up to work. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Literally. You, like you just ignore them completely. Yeah. And that I think is amazing because she just sort of lived as. Oh, she stayed there. Yeah.
0: She stayed there. She called herself. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so she refuses to acknowledge, like she just didn't acknowledge the, legi- the legitimacy of anything. She's like, Henry and I are still married like everything. <laughs> she's like we're married. I'm and she's also
1: very devout. She's, very devout. she's very devout, so, very Catholic. So for for him to go up against the pope is a lot for her and also mm-hmm. for her for him to say that they never that, that their marriage is illegitimate is a lot for her as right. well.
0: especially when she had five kids. Like it has to be legitimate because otherwise she wouldn't have screwed him.
1: Yeah, and like, it's like um that's so fucking rude.
0: Yeah, that too. <laughs> So yeah, but so it is my favorite thing that Anne Boleyn's like, I want your shit and she's like, Go suck a dick literally. <laughs> like, get away from me. I don't even know you. Um but in so so this caused a little tension. Yes. Yeah, cool. So in fifteen twenty eight, I guess, the Pope finally got under out from under the thumb of her nephew. I'm sure they cooed, I'm sure he's dead. But who knows? I didn't. We'll I didn't that research. That's a, that a Again, whole other we episode. Only, we
1: only research the people we're talking about. We can't know everything.
0: Yeah, and it's really hard not to research other stuff, especially like Roman history is my shit. So we can't talk about that. Um, <laughs> so in 1528, the Pope like wrote to her, and he's like, "Hey, I think I figured out how to solve everything, and like keep married, like legitimate, and like all this stuff." You need to be a nun. Like, you're going to join a nunnery. And then you're just going to be like, hey, I've just always been, I'm so devout and I needed, I've always wanted to do this. And then Mary's not going to be like bastardized or anything. And it's going to be great. And she's like, fuck that noise. Like, if I wanted to be, a, she literally wrote the letter, like, if I was going to be a nun, I would have been a nun. Right. But I'm a queen. So, so. Fuck off. <laughs> Um, which is awesome. Is like so that. she just refused that. <laughs>
1: if I wanted to be a nun. I would I'd have be done the it. Best damn yeah, nun exactly. I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> but that's not what happened. So fuck off. During this whole time, they are doing these divorce hearings. Yeah, which were insane. Apparently, like it was. They're just like this national level. Like everybody was involved. People were coming and watching. Like people were real into it. It was like. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something here that's similar to probably what they were going through.
1: But I don't know. Maybe the, like the O.J. trial. Yeah, where, like, just something where everybody and... was
0: watching. and Everybody had opinions. People were right. taking sides. Right, and... right. Yeah. So I wouldn't. Maybe it'd be like I mean, like still imagine to this day, if people
1: are you know pro or against. Or, it was. You know.
0: It's more like princess diana and charles oh okay yeah i would think yeah right because people like were really committed to her yep or like really committed to him like living his best life (laughs) while he cheated on her yay yay so so like literally actually it's kind of like that (laughs) um and people were very involved in that like i was little and still remember that shit being talked about everywhere. So, um, so that finally ended. Um, and during that is when they decided, like, okay, well, <laughs> you can't live in the castle anymore. You can't be here mm. because it's causing problems with Anne. So, we're gonna make you the princess dowager of Wales. Mm. And she's like, yeah, that's fine but i'm a queen still so like she straight up like told her servant, her servants would like call her the princess whatever and she's like yeah that's not my title (laughs) so she would still like go by queen right even there even at her little house um she also going back to the embroidery thing was during this whole time she was still fixing all of henry's stuff so he'd like rip his shirts, and she'd go and she'd sew it and fix it, and she'd like do her like little, she had something like her initials or their initials or something. She'd embroider on everything, oh. and Anne lost her fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. it's like and the Hannah most straight up was just like, but she's always fixed my clothes because he right, was fucking right. eleven when they right. met. Yeah. She was like. What do you? Like, like, I
1: don't have a, like a. He's a like I don't understand. Stress. I just have a
0: wife that I no longer want. Yeah, and he was straight up like, I don't know why you're upset. Like, why wouldn't she fix my stuff? She's always done it. That is hilarious. <laughs> Isn't that
1: great? How ignorant! That's like, and also I love the idea of like passive aggressive embroidery. <laughs> oh right, right. Where she's just like, like, but like here's a little my heart initial. with her initials. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck you, Anne. Like- you. <laughs> learn how to embroider this sickening i have no idea what Anne learned so
0: oh, I we'll get there I know in a minute I know so stuff. yeah so that also happened was pissed it. like she just did shit constantly to piss Anne off that's awesome like refusing to leave and then like just not just acknowledging anna's person <laughs> <laughs> embroidering the clothes still going by queen so so they center they did send her away um, after a while, she, she got sent to Kimbolton Castle, um, where she was super isolated. Like, Mary wasn't allowed to see her. I'm pretty sure they sent Mary somewhere else, like, as punishment, too. Um, and she, like, super fell back into Catholicism. Like, she would just, like, wait, I'm trying to remember. Like, she would just wear, like, um, this one, like, really thin, like, dress and wasn't taking care of herself and she was just like kneeling all day and praying and not doing anything health-wise and she was fasting constantly which pretty much made her die yeah quicker on top of the fact that she was isolated right so she did die in 1536 um and but she wasn't alone so her lady lady gray whose first name i can't think of had been her friend like through this whole since they were younger um And she straight up went to the castle when she found out Catherine was, like, going. Like, Mm. when she was getting really sick. Um, And was like, hey, I know Catherine's sick. I'm here to take care of her. And the guards were like, well, do you have permission from the king to see her? Because you have to have written permission. She's like, oh, no, I must have left it in the carriage. Whatever will I do? And somehow, to, and like, she's like, I just don't know. And slowly, through this whole dramatic things, walking to the door, opens it, shuts it, and locks it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's
0: amazing. Like she just, she just straight up Do is you, like, oh, I wonder if it's here. I wonder if it's there. Opens the door, locks in his face. <laughs> oh, my God which is my favorite so Catherine did not die alone in isolation she That's did die nice. with her friend which is nice her friend's also a badass bitch apparently
1: i love that <laughs> isn't
0: that great i wonder if Catherine was like just push
1: your way through they're
0: probably they're the sheepies well she didn't have any way she wasn't she was writing letters they just weren't taking them anywhere oh. so she wrote letters to mary and stuff that just never got sent to mary oh that is disgusting in any letter she that. got, she just didn't get. Like and they isolated why. her because Anne was pissed. No, I know that. I'm just <laughs> this saying. was Anne's way of getting back all right, this at all the shit.
1: But at what point? When did she
0: die? She died in 1536.
1: Mm, so Anne's already dead. Wait, 36. 36. You said? Yeah. Okay, Anne's still alive. That's why. She's.
0: Um... Which sucks because had Catherine pushed through another, like, year or two when Jane was in power, Jane probably would have fixed it all. Jane. Because of who she was Sweet as a person. Jane. Yeah. I genuinely think Jane probably would have. Oh, probably. Then, like, yo, you're being a bitch. Let your wife, like, come back to court. Yeah. Let us take care of her.
1: Or let her see her daughter.
0: Yeah. Like, straight up. She would have done stuff like that, which sucks. Yeah. Um, But I, like, so that, I mean, yeah, that's... Catherine's life she was super fucking smart there's also um I also read a little thing talking about how one time her and Henry did get in a fight during the divorce thing and Anne was like don't fucking fight with her it's not like Anne's like you're not gonna win this fight and so he like went at her anyways they had this huge fight and she there's like no record of what she said but like Whatever went down at the end of it, Henry just, like, got pissed off and went back to his room. And Anne's like, like, I told you not to fucking fight her. We all know she's smarter than you. Like, oh, no. Like, she was super smart. <laughs> right. And everybody knew it, including Anne. So, I think that's funny. But uh, Thomas Cromwell wrote, like, after she died, he wrote a letter talking. And um, in one of his letters, he wrote that nature wronged her and making her a woman but for her sex she could have surpassed all the heroes of history which I think is really cute that's really cool cause yeah apparently she really was just super intelligent and badass and awesome and, and awesome and she could have done a lot of good and had
1: had history not hated had women
0: had <laughs> history not hated women yay and caused so much st- Penry hadn't caused her so much stress that she miscarried yep. all her babies yep so, yep, that is Catherine, um, and some of that overlaps with Anne. Yeah. So, well, let's, let's, look at let's the... do Anne.
1: Hello, historians. It's Sean here, and I'm interrupting this podcast to ask you a very important question. Are you enjoying yourself? Would you consider supporting your favorite creators in making more of this podcast? Well, now you can do just that. We have started a Ko-fi page for fundraising, and you can find that information on that page. That's ko-fi/sistery podcast. We also have an opportunity to get a sticker for your donation. All that information, including our story, some awesome pictures of those stickers, and other things, are on that Ko-fi page. We have links on our social media if that's easier for you, but that website is. KO-FI/Sistery Podcast. Okay. Enough about that. Let's get back to Sistery. Thanks, guys. The Anne. Let's talk about the Anne. Okay, so she is um the second wife of Henry VIII, but let's uh let's take it back. Uh 1501 to 1507, she was born. At some point during those 6 years, she was born. We don't know uh, when. When. Great. Um, she was born to Thomas Boleyn and Elizabeth Howard. Um, she comes from a pretty noble family. She has, uh, uh, her father is Henry's ambassador to France. Um, he's a diplomat. Mm-hmm. She grows up in Kent in the French countryside. Uh, her symbol is a falcon, which is supposed to show, like, purity oh, yeah
0: i didn't uh, do a lot of the. i know catherine's was a pomegranate which yes symbolized her the pomegranate.
1: Mm-hmm. which was ironic <laughs> anyways <Yep. laughs> sorry people still leave pomegranates at they her do, grave
0: which is super cool yes maybe we'll carve a pomegranate <gasps> instead of a yeah what is it
1: what the falcon
0: no maybe we'll carve pomegranates instead of oh the turnip the
1: turnip Instead of the tornado. that seems, similar. I bet there's
0: one at the I bet there's the one weird... at the weird place. Anyways, sorry. Be a okay,
1: continue. Okay, so <laughs> so she herself, she's often sort of thought of as this. I don't know, like a vixen or a free spirit or like real right. saucy, um. But. None of her diaries survive, so we don't have a lot of in her own words. Really? Why? I don't know. I mean, she was sentenced to treason, so maybe they just didn't keep stuff for criminals. Maybe. That kind I'm of stuff.
0: that her sibling. well, I guess all her siblings died, too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and most of her family. But, um... <laughs> which we'll get to. Um...
0: I guess I answered my own question, stupid. I don't know.
1: And like the things that we do have from are, are in these books of hours, which are about um, yeah. the days and the hours of the day and what you could be doing to devote yourself to God mm-hmm. through that. And they're beautifully detailed and beautifully illustrated. And there's excellent calligraphy in them. And Anne would write notes in them, and sometimes they would pass them back and forth with her and mm-hmm. Henry. And sometimes she's studying in them, so she's writing in the um, in the margins. And in she was very she was a very religious person. And in the Book of Hours from her youth, it says, um, "The time will come, I Anne Boleyn." That's like the inscription she yeah. has. So just to preface Henry real quick, Henry is. Uh, very sporty at his young mm. life. He yeah, loved. He he's like super good tennis player. He's like, he's fucking sick tennis? at tennis. Yeah, they did tennis.
0: I know they did. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: tennis. And he's a hunter, and he likes to, you know. I he had tennis. Yeah, he had tennis.
0: That's. Anyway, I had no clue that tennis was around that one.
1: Yeah, and um, he's handsome. He's tall, and I, I literally put handsome, tall, good at tennis basically he has no air and that's making him very frustrated um so from from the perspective of
0: i'm looking at the history of tennis <laughs> 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 okay y'all though actually is it really old no it started in 12th century france okay and they called it palmet because uh. they would hit it with their hand with the palm of their hand oh my god <laughs> And i should—that's I started picturing just little me yeah yeah just little,
1: me. little slaps i'm really good at tennis and he's just slapping things
0: <laughs> like i yeah that's 12th century so where are we so that's 1100s okay
1: yeah we're in the 15th i have to figure out when they started using Words, <laughs> tennis and I would rackets. need to know when they start using rackets. <laughs> well, because badminton, badminton must have been around by the fifteen hundreds, and those those are rackets. They're using croquet. They're using tools. They're um advanced oh. Homo sapiens.
0: Freaking my first first tennis ball was from it was made of
1: wood. Oh my god! And you're hitting it with your hands. So They're hitting
0: it with their hands. Later, it was filled with. Material to make it bouncier. Monks in Europe favored Joie de Pont, which was a game during the 14th century, which was very similar to tennis, where they'd use a bouncier ball. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say anything about a racket. Mm. Oh, the game was very popular in France. It was adopted to the royal family in 13th. Well, now we're going backwards in time. The first racket in the history of tennis. It's on all capitals. <laughs>
1: because <laughs> they know that you've been skimming through.
0: Yeah. Um, it was in 1583.
1: So he's playing tennis without a racket. And it was racket.
0: invented in... Shut the fuck up. My phone's ringing. And this is invented in Italy. Uh, so, yes. Henry
1: is using his hands for tennis.
0: Oh, here. This actually talks about Henry. So in 1530s, 1530s, uh, King Henry VIII built a tennis court at Hampton Court Palace. No, that's it. He was using his fucking hand and hitting hand. a wood fucking ball.
1: And he's really good <laughs> at he's it. he's so good at it. Wow.
0: I am dead.
1: I'm devastated <laughs> this is, by this.
0: No, I'm <laughs> loving this. <laughs> Screw that guy. <laughs> um. Anyways, so there you guys know. That's your mini history on fucking tennis. Oh, my God. Or jeu de Palm.
1: <laughs> jeu de palm made in france
0: Ugh, oh my
1: god all right that's really good anyways
0: continue i'm so
1: annoyed that he's not using a racket i'm like, not so i'm like love that his
0: handball that's what it's that's what palm is.
1: palm yeah but it's like really hand, handball it's like i played handball at, remember we're talking about being a fifth grader
2: mm. yes we played, played handball too but with playing
1: fluffy balls yes, not with like rubber with bouncy ball bouncy ball yes dude I'm I'm thinking of when I was in fifth grade being like a handball champion and Henry was in fifth grade. um, being a handball champion. Being a handball champion, but also almost the king of England. So it's great. Anyways. Anyway, so Henry is, there's a couple accounts saying that he is, he's also very devout. I mean, people live pretty piously at this point. And how devout can you be? If you are, um, you know, in a marriage when you're fucking other people, right? right? Uh, but it's very common for men or for, yes, the male monarch to have mistresses because in the Tudor era, mm-hmm. if you're pregnant, it's bad luck to have sex with your pregnant right. wife. But that doesn't mean you can abstain. It means you just fuck outside your marriage. Um, right. Excellent. Obviously. Which clearly doesn't put any sort of dampener on your relationship with god it must be your your wife's womb that is cursed so basically he he thinks that he's cursed honestly like from because he married and is stripping his brother's wife basically yeah and he for a long time is trying to work it out with his like religious people, like how do I make this work? What do I have to do? But he's he's not being successful in the basically the one job he has with his wife. Right. To to make this male heir happen. So um meanwhile, while this is happening, Anne is in the French court of Francis the First. She's very learned. Her education is very vast. Um She learns languages and philosophy and Mm -hmm. music. She's a singer and a dancer and she plays instruments like she's very learned. Um, Let's see what else it says here. I was like, she's a go-getter is what I said. She's there in the French court for about nine years. Um, Which is crazy. And the oldest surviving letter to her father is asking to be accepted into the English court. Mm -hmm. Um, And... She wants to be a lady of waiting for the queen, Catherine of Aragon. Mm-hmm. Um, so she does. She becomes a uh, part of the two hundred women that are Catherine of Aragon's uh, group of people. Right. Um, there's probably about one thousand two hundred people at court altogether. So it's it's uh, a lot smaller. Like when you say two hundred people waiting on the queen, it's still only only a fraction of what of the people right. that are there for henry this so some people like to point to anne's her anne's life in the french court as to why she's so worldly and while she, why she's so saucy and probably why she's like sexual so but that's sexual. probably not true um she's very much bred as like a lady in like a noble family How old was she at this time uh i don't know like 13
0: was she, was she just a horny kid
1: no, I don't think she's sexual at all. Mm. Uh 26, so she could be 13, she could be not 13. Right. She, there's like 6 years of disc- discrepancy of when she- she's curious. 12.
0: She's a normal curious teenager. No, but she's she's not, not, like, not.
1: She's not. She's just like a normal kid. But then when she comes to England, the English court is like way more saucy.
0: Oh yeah. Is way more about crazy. sex.
1: Yeah. So basically henry has mistresses throughout this court because again (laughs) if your wife's pregnant he actually produces an illegitimate heir Mm -hmm. i don't know some mistress oh is this the
0: whole other bolin sister thing no what that's based on no no
1: i mean it might be based on that. i don't remember that the other bolin girl i never seen that
0: it's trashy it's great oh great (laughs)
1: I it's think that it's those. about his si- uh, ancestor Mary. Ancestor Mary was a mistress for the king. Okay, that's what that is. For a them. very short amount of time. Yeah. But in the movie, they talk about how she gets pregnant.
0: I mean, has a she,
1: baby. I don't think that happens. That's cool. Because it's not in my research, but I do know that he has an Ill- illegitimate heir. Mm. And so it might be the same baby, or they might be putting those two they stories might together. together. Interesting. Um. Anyways, another trashy historically inaccurate movie that I love. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 1526. And he's got his eyes set on Anne. Mm-hmm. And he starts to send love letters and give her gifts <laughs> and stuff like that. And a lot of people, I mean, this is a love story that people still talk about today. Right. This sort of like really wonderful love story between these two people. Um, but was it? Was it? And it's it's customary for the king to give like a piece of jewelry or mm-hmm. something he's wearing to the person that he's like courting. Yep. And he's wearing a whistle and it's kind of, it's a really, it still exists. It's really oh. cool looking. It's like this little gold whistle. Okay. And it also is kind of like this gross uh, Swiss army knife thing because there's little picks in it that when you take it, there's like a little hook and a little pick that you can mm-hmm. like slide out like a Swiss army knife or like a, um, like a pocket knife. Okay. And they're for, like, picking your teeth. Gross. Super gross. But the idea was that, like, if if he, if he she whistled, he would come. You know, that kind of crap. I
0: like that shit. Uh, whistle
1: and I will be there. Yeah. But that that's... still exists, which is a really cool look to see. Um, and he says that he loves her and that one day his heart and body will be dedicated to her alone. That's wordage that he's using. Cute. Um, we don't have any of Anne's responses to these things. So I don't know if that part of the love story was actively Mm -hmm. um, destroyed because of secrecy or actively destroyed after her death, but it's not, um, it's not available for us. Now, Anne is away from court for a long time. She's got that sweating sickness, right? potentially lethal as we know, but now it's uh, 1529 Mm -hmm. and the king has a great matter basically um that part in hamlet when hamlet was like hey a uh, fake dad will you come watch this play with me and then it's a play about um claudio yes. killing the other king and to make him look guilty <laughs> so right? you
0: said hamlet in my head i heard hamilton and i was no. like what are you oh, talking no. about
1: Was a it's like orphan. I was son <laughs> <of> a whole <hawk laughs> <and laughs> <a laughs> yeah. Wait, I have to turn this
0: back on. That was really funny. Um I don't know <laughs> why my brain went Hamilton when you said Hamlet. But That's it did. Super funny. That was really confusing. Anyways. Okay, what you said makes way <laughs> <what> <laughs> <I> said?
1: <laughs> The play within a play in Hamlet. Great. Ha. Hamlet is Hamlet, ha. <laughs> something that actually happens. Yes. Yes, they really do that shit. And so this play specifically was about Henry wanting to not have Catherine of Aragon as a wife anymore. Mm, And it was called The Play of the Weather. (laughs) Because it was supposed to be like the changing. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Clever. And so the play is performed at court making. Henry's feelings about uh, Catherine of Aragon and Anne known mm. because the plot is that Jupiter has a, um, needs a new and lighter moon rather than his old leaky moon. So the okay Jupiter needs those things yeah. and it makes it very prominent. And so that's pretty cruel, right? It's a that's pretty cool, cool thing to do, especially at court in front of people. Right. Um, and he doesn't quite realize how, how to like how hard it would be to divorce this woman. Um, because I guess he did. He obviously doesn't understand this whole Roman uh, right. emperor aspect of it, but also he, I, I think he grew, grew up in a place and in a world where he just says something and it happens. Oh yeah. So, you know, and when he's like, Well, what do you mean that I can't just have what I want? Um, and that's what he's noticing here. And so he, like, claims it's a sham. Mm-hmm. Um, he appeals to the Pope, right? All those things happen. We talked about that. Um, and he basically starts to pull away from the Pope and he is given a. He's given Protestant writings that's that are specifically targeted to him that say that the kings are the closest to god okay and not the pope so it says like kings are judge over all and over him there are no judge Mm. and who gives him that book Anne boleyn
0: of course fucking hoe
1: oh yeah she's like (laughs) she's playing that harp man so Henry becomes the lead of the church, the highest uh, religious position, because he just says so and makes it happen. Um, and so the Church of England, that cult we talked about, he breaks off with Rome. He's worried that the Roman Catholic countries are going to come combat him mm-hmm. uh, for like a holy war. Um, and he travels to France to get a wedding blessing from the French king, and he gets that blessing. Okay. So, they have courted for seven years. Him and Anne, um, they wrote notes to each other in a Flemish book of hours. So this is the this is the love uh, correspondence that we still have. It's it's written as like notes passed back and forth in this book, and it basically they really liked each other. Like it's like it's very obvious that. To go through all of this, but also the language that they're using for each other. And from what eyewitness accounts say of the couple, is that they did really love each other. And they were kind of volatile in that way where... He's got a high temper. She's like yeah. pretty snap, like she's quick witted, which Henry seems to like. He likes that in mm-hmm. Catherine. He likes that in Anne. He likes that in a couple. Of, and he really doesn't like that because uh, Anne of Cleves doesn't have has a language barrier, and it right. ends up he she's not as quick witted because she it's her second language, um, and you notice that too. So you see that he ends up developing a type for that. But uh, Whittenhall Place or Whitehall Place. What the fuck? Whitehall Palace. I'm just, you know, illiterate. Whitehall Palace. (laughs) God damn um, it, Anne. (laughs) Henry and Anne get married in 1533. It's a very private affair, and she's already pregnant. And so what that means is that they have boned out of wedlock. However, when they go to France to get the... When they get the blessing from the French gang, they very well could have had a small... Um, Blessing ceremony that would have allowed them like in God's eyes to consummate the marriage because at this point you don't need witnesses for a marriage ceremony. You need someone to uh, you need like a priest um, and you both to consent basically. Okay. So when they have that private affair they do have some people there but again they keep it pretty hush hush because um, they are you know breaking off and. And Catherine still isn't out of the picture. And this is something he's just sort of plowing through without all of his (laughs) literally plowing through (laughs) without all of his uh, eggs in baskets, you know, literally. So they're very (laughs) excited that she's pregnant because she's getting married and she's pregnant. And then they find that as a sign that it's going to be this boy, that this is going to pull them out of this uh, boyless slump. Um, Ooh. So, May 31st, 1533, uh, Catherine of Aragon is banished. And then it goes downhill pretty. easy qu- Very quickly. So, um, she gives birth to Elizabeth. That's the Elizabeth that's in our, our sister photo. Great. Um, and it's a huge disappointment um, because it's not a boy. Right. And then the, it puts a lot of pressure on Anne and the king because they've... They've sort of broken apart England so that they could have this marriage and it hasn't reared a boy. I mean, it's her first child, so it's it's hard right. to be like, uh, but whatever. But he was. So the next year, rumors of her being pregnant happen again. Mm-hmm. But it's it very well could be a pseudo pregnancy because she does not rear a child. Um, it might have been a miscarriage, but it 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 probably is one of those psychosomatic things where she wants to be pregnant so bad right, and she's under such herself. stress that she's showing symptoms. Right. Um, she hasn't been accepted by any Catholics. Mm-hmm. So the country is already sort of calling her a mistress, calling her illegitimate. Right. It's a very stressful time for her. And Henry has passed laws to push the Pope out of power, okay. including the Act of Succession, which puts Anne as the rightful... Uh, queen and her kids as the heir,
0: heirs right, which would push Mary out.
1: Yes, and those who don't take the oath um, were killed for treason. So they're yep. not, oh, you know, pledging allegiance to Anne and her children. They were then killed. They were hung, quartered. It was very gruesome. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? There's a lot of pressure on Anne to deliver to make all of this worth it. So from all accounts, they were happily married. Right, You know, during this whole time when this is like really stressful for all of them. But uh, two years later in 1536 Anne is pregnant again. Yep. Catherine of Aragon is uh, dies early this year. The Catholics believe that she was the, regu- the, the rightful queen mm-hmm. um, and that after her death no one could Ill- illegitimate her marriage. Um, so 17 days later after Catherine of Aragon's death Henry, um, this is a pretty big moment. Henry falls off of a horse while he's jousting. And when he does that, he uh, cuts open his leg. It's like a festering ulcer. It does not ever heal. Mm -hmm. Um, And he hits his head really hard. So from all accounts, it seems like he's unconscious for two hours oh shit yeah and he has some serious symptoms that are ever present afterwards now a traumatic brain injury is noted to uh, especially if you hit your frontal cortex Um, it it can change your personality Mm -hmm. it can change your irritability it can there's a lot of symptoms that he then um, I mean I'm obviously not a doctor and I can't diagnose someone you know how many years later Justin.
0: Uh, Justin, come back. Justin, come back.
1: (laughs) We need a medical.
0: (laughs) We we need a doctor. (laughs) We need a
1: doctor. Doctor, doctor. Tell Tell us about
0: about the frontal cortex if you hit it.
1: So (laughs) what are the symptoms of a traumatic brain injury? But if you come, if you, if you talk into Chelsea's mic.
0: Where are you? He's in the kitchen. I was
2: changing my
1: clothes
2: in the kitchen. Oh. You have a whole bedroom. Oh. Running across all the ships. Oh, I got you. Okay,
0: well, talk in this microphone about brain injuries.
1: Ooh, yeah. Uh, spot. No, it's not. Everyone's watching. Yeah. No one's really watching.
2: <laughs> what am I talking about?
1: Okay, so Henry fell off of a horse. Yeah. First off, say, say who you are.
2: Um, my name is Justin. I am a Just senior you. internal medicine resident in New Jersey.
1: <laughs> in New I Jersey. Really it's really specific. He's my boyfriend. I love him. Yeah. Um <laughs> so Henry the 8th falls off of a horse while jousting. And I'm going to talk about I'm going to say these things um and you tell me if it makes sense for a traumatic brain injury okay. or not. Okay. So he's con- unconscious for 2 hours. He really hurts his leg and it never heals but he that, isn't
2: I can say that has nothing to do with traumatic <laughs> I know but it, it like plagues
1: <laughs> it plagues him for the rest of his sure. life right so then he um less than a week later Anne Boleyn miscarries the pregnancy and they it, it was a male baby so it's the man that they were looking for and Anne blames it immediately on the shock of this Henry fall okay Um, and the stress that this was putting on her sure. that are the king um and a lot of people that are writing about it they're saying that she miscarried her savior bah, bah, bah. but then he goes from he goes from like loving her and sending her gifts and letters and they're writing back and forth and even before he's married to her he um, has written out these beautiful prose and poems and and writings and saying things like I'm gonna be devoted to you blah blah they're married for like three years. They're, they've they courted each other for seven. Okay. But they're married for three years. He has this brain. He gets unconscious for two hours falling off a horse. Does, he,
2: like, does his personality flip on a dime?
1: Immediately.
2: I mean, that's certainly suggestive of... He
1: gets very angry. His temper goes pretty short. And then he looks... Then he like... As soon as he hears sort of a rumor of infidelity he sends her to the tower to get killed.
2: Do they they know if he fell forward or backward off the horse?
1: Why would that matter?
2: Because of the pattern of injury.
1: Okay, explain.
2: Well, it depends. Like, wherever he hit, he could have a coup counter. So, if
1: he hit the back of his head...
2: Well, so, he could actually... I guess it depends on the mechanism, but Mm -hmm. you could have a coup-counter-coup injury, which Mm -hmm. is like uh, your brain hits the one side of your skull and then it it rebounds and hits the other side.
1: I think that's what happened. I think he hit the back of his head and it pushed his frontal cortex forward into the skull.
2: I mean, well, that's the frontal cortex is where like decision-making and um, like emotion control would live. Mm -hmm. So if he injured that area it's possible um i mean it's hard to say because there's no like scans right they didn't have mri back in those days and stuff like that right um, that's what
1: we were just right. saying it's hard to like we're not gonna diagnose him from 100 right. years later but they're they would you say they are consistent with a traumatic brain injury brain injury
2: i would say it's certainly suggestive i wouldn't necessarily say consistent but it's not outside of the realm of possibility right, cool
1: because I also think that that's, it, you see that in the rest of his wives as well, yeah. the shortness of temper, the really like quick on a dime turns on things.
2: So he never got back to baseline. He was one way. I mean, he might have. He I don't flipped know. and then he stayed flipped.
1: I don't know that much about Jane specifically, and I've heard that she's like the love one.
0: Yeah, I think Jane was different though because it was six months.
2: True, true. It was only
0: six months. There was no baseline. Right. She did everything
1: right.
2: Yeah, like you're definitely in the honeymoon phase at six months. Right.
1: Right. Well, there's a couple of instances in his later wives that I would suggest that this is then becomes part of his right. common behavior and that maybe it wasn't as a young man.
0: Because hmm. it doesn't seem that way with Catherine or Anne at mm-hmm. the beginning.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. Thank you, Doctor. That's it. You're welcome. That's it. <laughs>
0: That's it. We're done. Not so.
1: <laughs> medical minute so Henry and a lot of the people that are that are sort of churning this rumor mill mm. they start to look at this miscarry as a sign that God doesn't approve of her either I mean right. most of England doesn't approve of her the Catholics still haven't accepted her as a queen um, and then in April there's rumors going around that Henry is looking for a new wife so right. before before the infidelity or the the trial of infidelity. Mm-hmm. He's already sort of looking for someone, and he finds Jane Seymour. Right. She's a lady in waiting for Anne. Um, he sends her a letter and a purse of money. Um, but she sends it. She sends it back. Mm. She's um, and we'll talk more about her later. Yeah, but she probably didn't. I
0: didn't even know that. So yeah,
1: it's like right right at the beginning. She's like, no, I'm a, you know, you're married. Yeah. <laughs> You're, like, twice married. (laughs) She was super devout, too, though. Yeah. I think most people were, because... And especially in court. um, Anyways, like, your whole life. Um, So, he probably didn't really lean on getting the new Mm -hmm. wife until the rumors of the, sort of, having sex with people in court rumors of Anne. Um, We don't know, but it's very doubtful that she did that. Um, Especially since there's accounts of people repenting after right um testifying and things like that um basically in court if you rub someone the wrong way they can point you in a way that will cause you to be scandalized Mm -hmm. um to work out like a pecking order court is very nasty in that way and the kid king like almost instantly believes this rumor um and agrees to an investigation because he's so sort of shocked and um, upset about it. Right. Uh, Henry Norris is Henry's old best friend, and he is also a suspect of this infidelity. Um, no one's immune to this rumor mill, and Norris and Anne had this conversation that was overheard, and basically the conversation runs like this: Hey, he- <laughs> uh, Henry Norris, like, why aren't you married? Oh, Anne, um, uh, I don't know. Henry, uh is it because you want to marry me when my husband dies? My god. And then Henry <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> "And I would rather die." <laughs> so oh. So the biggest problem with this is that it's treason to talk about the death of the king. Right. So she could be convicted for treason for just that conversation. Mm-hmm. Not saying this conversation actually happened. I think it feels pretty fake. <laughs> I right. mean, I'm saying it very fakely, but it sounds like a fake conversation. It sounds like a fake conversation. Like, why, would they, why would you just go up to someone who's the best friend. In
0: front of other people. In front of other
1: people. As the best friend of the king that you're married to, who already has a short temper because he got knocked off his horse. Um, Why would you say I don't know. It doesn't make sense. So they've. They also think that uh she fucked her brother. Yeah, that's a thing in that movie too. Which is really upset because um his wife ends up being part of the testimony against him oh, for yeah? loving for loving uh Anne in an incestuous way. But uh I didn't know I don't that. know. She also is uh, we're gonna talk about Anne or Jane Boleyn. Jane Boleyn is the wife of George Boleyn. George mm-hmm. Boleyn is the brother of Anne. And the one who was convicted of this incestual relationship. Um, and we're going to talk about Jane in a separate episode, but um, it comes up later and it's just an interesting part that she's, the, she's part of this court for all of her life right. and she keeps getting into these sort of scrapes. Um, so, and then a different musician confessed to fucking Anne. Um, <laughs> but uh-huh. all of this is probably because they're like severely tortured as part of, like, an oh, investigation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Force confession forced confession. For confession. those
0: who didn't hear. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so Henry leaves Anne and he never sees her again. He just up and leaves. Right. Um, Which he's, he's
0: done before. He did that to Catherine and Mary yep. once, too. He just, like, they went out to one of their houses and then he got up one morning and just left.
1: Right. He's like, I'm going to grab a pack of cigarettes. And, and just he just never back. came home. Yep.
0: Yeah, so that's normal behavior. So after,
1: to exactly, after hearing the musician talk about <laughs> mm-hmm. fucking Anne, he just, like, didn't see Anne ever again. He, like, didn't even let her talk about it or have right. her testimony or anything. Um, she doesn't get to defend herself at all. It's May 2nd. Um, she's taken to the tower and she is unaware at this point of this investigation, Oh. So she's taken to the tower, and the last time she was at the Tower of London, she was going to be crowned queen. Right. And it's... um, So basically, if you go in the front of the tower, it means you're a good person. If you go On in the, the back, back of the tower, you're a traitor. Great. Um, So she's taken through the back, and she's accused and arrested, but we don't know her reaction. um, Because right. we do have some reactions of some of the other queens, but... We don't know how she reacted here. And by May 15th, the trial was in front of 2,000 people. um, And the jury was led by her uncle and of a group of her peers. Uh, Documentation and seduced those men because of her lust. Um, And uh, Henry Norris was uh, convicted of violating the queen. Mm -hmm. George Boleyn is Lord... Oh, he he's convicted because he he put his tongue in her throat like real little specific <laughs> um, and then she's convicted. Oh. So she's convicted for this um, and she has three days to live. Basically, she's like pretty quick instant. And Henry stays away and he tries to keep away from all of this. He tries to pretend it's not happening because right. he doesn't want to look. It looked bad on him, but it does look really bad for him. Right. This, the people are very obviously part. You know, they know there's tw- two thousand people at her trial. That's um, insane. She's sentenced to death, and with nothing to lose, she spoke her truth. Yeah. Um, her trial speech is very straightforward. She admits that this, uh, of it, like she's guilty of like thinking mm-hmm. of things. Um, but absolutely not in the other yeah, way of like physically. She said she was flirting. And exactly. Was and then she's like a, a spitfire kind of person. Right. Um, And which is, I think is interesting because I think quick wittedness can also be thought of as flirting pretty. Yeah. Right. Like pretty um noticeably, but the, that's why Henry liked her in the beginning. Why he and, he, and he likes women that way. And so to sort of condemn her, her for being who she was seems to be what's happening here um but in her speech she says I have never failed him um and they it it basically what made Anne likable has made her guilty right um And in her speech, she says, remember me when you do pray that hope will lead me day to day. It's a prayer at her execution. Mm -hmm. Um, And she tells to the people, good Christian people, I have come to die, but I pray God save the king. And thus I take my leave of this world and from all of you. And I greatly desire you to pray for me. Uh, The execution was private, which is a kindness. So if you are convicted of treason, you can be executed in front of the tower so that the people could see you. Now, she was executed in private by a skilled executioner brought all the way from France. It is customary because he's known for not botching the job because right. if you get an executioner who's bad at what he does then you are going to feel your execution right. versus someone who's really skilled will kill you instantly um and then move on with your your afterlife right uh, but she uh it's very customary to oh. um up uh, to forgive your executioner so she does right. that um and she, uh, with a single st- strike of the french blade she is killed she's buried in the tower of london's chapel um so she very well could have been buried with all of her parts but if you were beheaded as a treasonous person at the tower of london what would happen is your head would be boiled put on a spike and left out there for um sometimes years, sometimes they're right. out there for years um, as sort of a warning or a, a, sh- a public shaming of your crime. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not, there's no accounts of that happening to her, but it would be customary to do that. Right. Um, and they haven't exhumed the body to see if there's a head because I don't think it's marked properly. I think uh. it, she's in part of the chapel and therefore it's like she could be anywhere in here. So to right. take up the entire floor kind of thing. Um, but I would love to know if she has her head.
0: Yeah, that's interesting.
1: 11 days later, he marries Jane. Which is part two. Which is part two. So basically, I think it's interesting to look at these first two wives because it's a shift in
2: personality.
1: Right, personality. It's a shift in... Um, he goes from a, a Spanish queen, which is a foreign policy right. choice, to an English queen. Well, he went from forced marriage to
0: something he chose. True. Two. Yep. And from all accounts he liked Catherine. For he sure. did, but he think he he liked the idea of Catherine more than he liked Catherine.
1: Absolutely. I think he was like a ladies man and he enjoyed Well, but
0: he was because in reality he was eleven when he was told he was going to marry Catherine and he never <laughs> he didn't get to go. Play, where Arthur probably did get to go to court and flirt and do that whole stuff because yeah. Catherine was still in Spain yeah. and he was 15
1: still before yep. they got married.
0: Mm-hmm. Where Henry at the age of 11 was told he was getting married
1: right. and
0: was going to be king now. Surprise. Right,
1: Right. And at, when he's meeting Anne and he's in court, those are like his college 20s. Right. Right. 100%. So, and he, as a young man, he's doing those kind of things. And as Jane, who could have been very young at that time, um, I mean, she's young either way. There's some accounts that says that she was she's killed old. before I think she old. was 29. Um, but she, uh, again, there's such a discrepancy. And then, you know, there's scholars that fight with each other over how old she is. I mean, the first she was letter... born
0: in 1509. She was born when Henry was 18. So she was, how old was she?
1: 1509. So she... And Henry is... what? How old was one in 1509? How
0: old was Henry? Yeah. I think he was 18.
1: Okay, so he's 18. Mm-hmm,
0: maybe. Well,
1: Plus 20 years?
0: Yeah. So I guess she wasn't. I guess I'm thinking Catherine Parr. She was older.
1: Catherine Parr is Yeah.
0: Yeah, she... So Jane was born the year Henry became king.
1: Okay. So. And he's with Catherine as king for 20-something yeah. years. Yeah. And then poor Jane.
0: Exactly. Anyways. Jane. We'll talk about Jane. Yeah, we'll talk about Jane.
1: So uh, I just think it's interesting that um, he goes into his sort of like slutty phase. Oh, yeah. And but it, he just didn't get it. Like, it breaks everyone apart has a, a whole country. Yeah.
0: He just went all out. Yeah. Where most people like kind of come down. He was just like, nah, cult religion. Well, because
1: someone told him no. Sex cult. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Church of England is a sex cult. I stand by it. Yeah, Yeah. no, we're getting t shirts. (laughs) Yes. To spread the word.
0: One day we'll do merchandise, but yes, the Church of England being a sex cult will be on a
1: shirt. So I hope you enjoyed this part of our uh, season two, our tutorific moment. Yes. We're very excited. So we're going to keep it going and we're going to have that part two out for you very soon but in the meantime check us out on Instagram and Facebook we're posting there pretty much every day we're mm-hmm. posting behind the scenes stuff we're posting memes we love memes you love memes. send us memes send us memes please um, if you have any thoughts or feelings or emotional outbursts you can send them to um, our Facebook page or our Instagram direct messages you can find this podcast on uh spotify and uh, itunes and uh anywhere soundcloud you and get your sp- anywhere where you get your podcasts that's
0: what people say i think is that what they say i think so
1: i don't know if that's true google google play google we play. do that too yeah. um so yeah keep oh. listening thank you for being there and we'll see you next time see you next time Bye.